This is Tableside at 16th Street. We're glad to see you here, and all set up with a spot just for you. Come on in, grab a snack. There's always room at the table for more. Let's chat a bit, maybe tell a story or two. Welcome to the Tableside. Hey kids, it's Tableside at 16th Street time again. Oh yeah, we love a Wednesday. Always good to be back at the Tableside. And we're glad you're at the Tableside too. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Like I always say, I know you've got options. I know there's a lot of really cool things and probably even better products out there than ours. But you're listening to us and we thank you and we appreciate you and we love you for that. So this is uh, a Keep tuning in to to listen to what we have to say. That's right. And it may not make any sense to you sometimes, but we promise eventually there will be something that... <laughs> it know, eventually clicks. That's, uh, I was looking at the stats the other day, and we've got anywhere from uh, 18 to, to 65 plus listening. So some of those people somewhere in there eventually are going to not understand what we're talking about. Yeah. But sometimes somebody will always pick up on something. You know, so it's, we're, so you're saying there's a chance. That's right. You're saying sometimes, just keep listening. Hang in there with us. Yeah. You're going to get something out of it, we promise. Well, Cliff, how was your week? I know me personally, I was telling Alec and complaining, this was the first week that I actually had to work like a full five days. And I, it mm. was, I guess I complained about it so much that even Mandy texted me <laughs> and asking how I survived. Yeah. There's been a lot of vacation days. Um, well, a couple months ago, we had to start going back in the office you know, mm-hmm. for two days a week. Since like COVID, right? Uh, March 13th, 2020 was the last day. It was the day they said, hey, take all your stuff home for a couple of weeks. <laughs> We're going to be out. We're going to clean the building real quick and then we'll come back. And for three years later, you know, in June is when they said, all right, now you can come back two days a week. Uh-huh. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I have to any little any little reason for me because they're pretty lenient right now. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, we understand you have life. You can you know if you need to work from home that day. So any little thing, right? Like uh, that washing machine's not acting weird. I need to stay home and watch it. Or <laughs> you know, my dad needs somebody to watch the dog. I'm like, yeah, 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 all right, I can do this. Right. So anyway, I have to give myself like a purpose and a reason. For going in because most of my work can be is better done remotely. I'm either on the phone or on chat or something with somebody that's in a different, sometimes country. Um, and so there's no need for me to be in the office, other than you got to be in the office to get those you know good communication. But the three people, the the two other people that I work with, we're mm-hmm. constant communication on Zoom or talking with each other, so we have that already. But anyway, I have to give myself purpose. And as you know, uh, one of my things is you know, I like to give away prizes. Yep. And so we had a team meeting this week. And, uh, you know, it, again, a little inside baseball on the table side. We record several episodes at one time. So this one just a couple of days ago was uh, the anniversary of the moon landing. Yeah. So I knew this. And this was the same day. So I thought, great, I'm going to take in moon pies to give away to the team. I'm going to do some trivia. Um, so that was my purpose for going in. <laughs> that was the impetus that gets me up in the morning to I get dressed, yes. put my hard pants on. Your hard pants? And go, <laughs> go to work. My work yeah, pants? Yeah. yeah. You know, like you got your khakis and your jeans. Those are, that's the new word. I've well, learned. it's just scrub pants for me and those are always comfy. But Ugh, lucky. I know. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm working on it. Um, you know, trying to 
work through some things to get better at that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was that was the thing, but uh, but it was it was okay. It's fine. It, it worked out. I okay. Did they enjoy the moon pies? They did. They were really surprised. I feel like so, moon pies are kind of a. I feel like those are hit and miss kind of snack, right? Um, yeah, it can be. Yeah. yeah. Now with so again, here's a little here's a little trivia for you, a little uh, history lesson. <clears throat> In Walmart world, let me teach you a little bit about Walmart. When uh, Sam Walton first started things, um, he would have these, what he would call the VPIs, right? An item in the store, the uh, volume volume producing item. He would be like, what's your VPI? What's the one thing you're going to push, the one item? And his first VPI was moon pies. Okay. And it was, legend has it, it was one of his favorite snacks. Um, and for a long time, um, it was like the master password for a lot of the tech stuff that we really? had to do. Yeah. So, so that was that you know, giving a little information. Out. It's all changed now. You can't get into stuff now with that password. But in the Good. past, um, that was the thing. So, you know, when moon pies show up at Walmart, it's it's kind of a, it's a it hits different. You know. Oh, okay. You know, so so that was it. But then I also had some trivia questions about the moon landing and gave away some prizes there too. So, well, what were your trivia questions? Um, let me just pull these up real quick. First one was, uh, or one of them was, uh, how many, who, who was the second person to walk on the moon? Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Bing, you would have won the prize. Bing, bing, bong, bong. Did people know that? No. Because they just think of Neil Armstrong. Right. Everybody knows Neil Armstrong. Um, it's like, it's like if you ask, what is the painting that is directly opposite of the Mona Lisa? Nobody knows. We don't know. Do you know what it is? Nope. No, I don't either. Um, but anyway, the prize <laughs> for that was uh, the um, survival blankets. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Those yes. little foil blankets that come all that you can throw in your backpack and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, NASA invented those. Oh, okay. They were for the uh, initially for the uh, outside of the sky, of Skylab in '73. They they invented those, and they kind of di- altered them. And uh, but it was what helped create these uh, to help regulate the temperature for astronauts. But now marathon runners use them, and you know, hunters and people like that use them too. So, so that was the first question, um, and that was the prize. So I gave away three of those because they're super cheap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Second question was, uh, what's the name of the lunar module that landed on the moon during Apollo Eleven? Oh, I feel like I saw this. You probably did because you just say... recently watched First Man, right? We did. But... I want to say like the Centurion, but I don't think that's no, no. 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 And he says it, Houston has landed. Here's the thing, Cliff. That movie was a long movie. And <laughs> that day when we watched it, I had to be over at 6.30 in the oh, morning for a staff no. meeting. I had stayed invested for the whole thing. And I have like different positions like that I sit on the couch. So like if I'm sitting upright, I'm good. But then like, then I kind of like put my back against the armrest and then I'm like, my head's against the armrest and I'm laying and down. Just slowly, and slowly that's when get, I started to yeah, fall asleep. So yeah. I kind of migrated. So as soon as they landed on the moon, I fell asleep, <laughs> <laughs> which is what basically the whole movie's about. So I, long story short, I don't know the name of the module. Eagle. Eagle. Eagle has landed. Yeah, I, I, I hear it now. Yep, yep. So it's it's common. So anyway, that was, uh, gave a little, way a little model of uh, those Metal Earth models have you seen those where you like bend the little metal pieces and you can make things anyway it's a fun thing for the saturn five rocket it's what i gave away that one okay um third question asked was how long 
did the Apollo 11 mission last from launch to splashdown? Oh, wasn't it like two weeks? Mm, not that long. A week. Longer than that. Split the difference. Um, Ten days. Eight days. Eight days. But then they had to quarantine for like, what, a month? Uh, Yeah, for quite a while because they had no idea what kind of... Like what they were going to bring back. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was... Uh, and I gave away the, uh, an infrared thermometer, which again was also developed by NASA. Okay. Um, For like t- taking your temperature and stuff like that. Yeah, that was all... The uh, infrared anatomy technology is what they call it. Oh, cool. So, according to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So, anyway, gave, gave some prizes away. So, it was, it was fun stuff, fun time. Yeah. So, it made the day. But the pe- bad thing was is that meeting was over by 9, and then I had the rest of the day to and sit then, there. And, right. Yeah. Man. But anyway, that was my day. Well, that's interesting, you know, the timing of all this. And this is the episode where I have my second SAQ. That's right, Shannon, ask a question, number two. And it's actually, it's quite topical, so I named this, let's talk about Space Baby. <laughs> um, I like it. And I'm trying to think, you know, I, I feel like we've had these conversations quite a bit at the, at the you know, dinner table, usually on Taco Tuesdays about space and the evolution of, you know, space travel and, and all that. And there was, right around the first, you know, kind of Artemis launches, I think me, you, and Lindsay, just, you know, discovered that mm-hmm. all three of us were kind mm-hmm. of interested, and so there for a while, you know, the, the three of us would be like, "Oh, launch is, you know, scheduled for this day," or "Oh, it got scratched," yeah. you know. So I don't know exactly when we figured that out, but for me personally, I really was not interested in space until I went to Cape Canaveral right after okay. I graduated college. So me and some friends from school, um, we took a road trip. So we drove from Conway to. Um, Cocoa Beach, which nice. was like 15 hours. We did it overnight, but we went to NASA. And that was the coolest thing that I've done in a long time was like going and, and getting to see like, you know, the building and um, and all of that. Have you ever, have you ever been? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's yep. it's really mm-hmm. fun. It's really fun. Yeah. In fact, a uh, little side note here. We, uh, when we were little, we would, took a vacation and we went to Disney World. And then after Disney World, we, because like, Cocoa Beach is just like due east of of what an hour. Okay, Mandy says an hour. Thank you, studio audience. Just due east of Orlando, and so we stayed there for a few days. And we rolled into town, and as we're driving into town again, Cocoa Beach still was relatively. This is late nineties. Late no, I'm sorry, late eighties. Still pretty small, but there's like people just standing along the side of the street. Or like over here in this parking lot, there's just a ton of people in uh, in lawn chairs, and so we thought, well, there's not a launch scheduled, is there? And and but the thing was, is they were both facing different directions, so obviously they oh. weren't to watch a launch. And so we get to the place where we're checking in, and my dad's like, "What's what's going on? Why are all these people out there on the street?" And they said, "Oh, well, today's the the 20th anniversary of uh, the moon landing because it was July 20th, and uh, 1989." And we're, they're having a parade, and the astronauts are here. Oh, my gosh. So literally, the three astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Mike Collins, and Buzz Aldrin, were sitting on the back of Corvettes, and they had a marching band in front of them, and that was it. That was the whole parade. But they drove, they drove down this beachside highway in yeah. Cocoa Beach. And I was like, "Did y'all get to see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, that's we were right so there. Like, cool. I've, we've we've yeah. never talked about that before. Yeah, I had I've no idea. I've got pictures of each of the astronauts, and uh, 
I thought because I, I was all I was I love space and I was all right. about it then. So I thought that was just the absolute coolest oh, thing that we just happened to be there that time that day. What timing? It was right? fate. It was perfect. Fate. Yeah, one of the best vacations I had. Um, but that same trip, my uncle, my dad, and I went to uh, to Cape Canaveral. Yeah, Cape Canaveral, mm-hmm. and uh, saw there. And actually, they had just moved a shuttle to the launch pad. Oh, on that so, on the rover, right? So you're like they got that big thing with all the tracks, and you know, just like move super slow. That Very slow. Out there. How long? It takes like a couple of days, doesn't it? Yeah, to get from if like not the, like a week or whatever. That big building yeah. to the launch pad. Um, and like you go on a little tour bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you guys do that? We did. Yeah. yeah. And so we were on the upper deck of it, and you know, it has like the big windows and everything. And we got to as the the thing, the transport or whatever was coming back to the base empty. So we got to drive right next to it. And no kidding, those tracks, like we're on the upper deck of the bus, the tracks were still higher than what we were. Everything is massively huge. You have no idea how big it is until you're up against it. And even, it's it's crazy, you know, because like when you're right up next to it, it's still, I mean, it's tall, but it doesn't seem as tall. And, you know, there's like the American flag mm-hmm. on it. And they were saying like, just the American flag is as tall as like the Empire State right. Building. Yeah. And it's mind blowing how big it is, which, you know, when we went, this was in 2019. So now it's like SpaceX. So right. we got to see like the SpaceX, you know, so that they're working on. And um, it was it was really cool. You know, they because you make a couple stops on that on that tour. Mm-hmm. So they they sit you in like where I guess command center used to be. Right. Yeah. And they would do like a launch simulation, so you could like uh, feel like everything rumbling. Mission control and, and that, yeah. You, and it you was, hear it all over the speakers, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I personally never want to go to space, <laughs> but how cool is this? So, um, and then one of the things that really stuck out to me was me because when we went on that trip, you know, there was like eight of us, so I, we you know, we split off, and me and my best friend Bridget and her husband Jew. Well, were they? I think they were just engaged at the time, and they had the Atlantis. Okay. Have you gone through that? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really cool. So they walk you through, and I didn't know what the Atlantis was, you know, and um, so they walk you through, and they, you go through these different like movies of like the the construction, like why it was important. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, there's this there's a screen, and so it shows you like if you're looking at the front of the Atlantis. Right. Right. And it, so it looks like it's just a cool picture of it, and then they pull back the film. And it's like it's actually like right there. the Atlantis. Oh, very and cool. It was one of those things where I was like, why am I tearing up right now? I, just, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so moving. <laughs> and uh, me and my friend Jew were both like, you know, secretly like, put our tears away. Like, why are we so emotional right now? Um, but that, I I think, you know, if you ever get the chance to go like take your kiddos or even just like as an adult, you know, you learn so much. And, um, and they're still, you know, they're still working today. Yeah. So. I'm sure it's so different now because when we went there, it was 89, um, you know, and it was, you know, three years after the Challenger. So mm-hmm. they were really just getting things back going at that point. And it was just really cool to be able to see a shuttle on the pad because yeah. they were going to launch, you know, like a few days later. So um, did they take a break like after the Challenger? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they took, yeah, it was, it was a couple of years. Did you watch that happen live? Uh, as a matter of fact, no. Okay. Um, I was actually at Showbiz Pizza when that happened. <laughs> My sixth grade class had won some kind of award, uh-huh. and we got to go to Showbiz Pizza for the afternoon. Fun. And so we were on the bus on the way back, and somebody's like, oh, hey, I forgot the Challenger was taken off today. Because, uh-huh. you know, that was big news because Krista McAuliffe was the, was the teacher and was the first civilian in space. And yeah. So it was, it was a bigger deal than normal. Um, 
And so when we got back, uh, we were just got in her classroom. One of the teachers came in and I noticed she was kind of crying and she told our teacher and then she, you know, got us down and told us that oh. it had exploded. So we, and, but the thing is like the school, the rest of the school, they did watch it. Oh, so we were the only yeah. ones. We were the only class honestly. that didn't get to watch because we were at Showbiz Pizza. Well, maybe that was a good thing. Maybe that was that was some. <laughs> yeah, because me and all Lord's my buddies provision. in that class, we were really into. Yeah. Space at the time, so. No, and that yeah. Luckily, I, I was not around when that happened. But um, after we went to NASA, like that night, we were at our Airbnb, and I was watching. I watched the explosion, and I again was just all emotional. And yeah. everyone's like, "What is wrong with you, Shannon?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I have a personal connection to these people." Okay. <laughs> All right. So my, you know, I think the way, you know, we'll, we'll go is I kind of have some like an outline of like the moon landing and, and then, um, SpaceX and the Artemis launches. So, and I guess my question is, you know, we, the question is, we went to space and landed on the moon with the limited technology that they had. Mm-hmm. So why, why did we take a break? Because NASA was like not functional for a while, right? And so what is what are we doing with SpaceX? And why have they had troubles with it, with the technology that we have today? Like it's like we, why are they still like... Like why is this... Why? Because I know we had a launch, was it a month, a couple months ago... At the you know the, at, on the day that we're recording, mm-hmm. um, and there was a fifty fifty chance it was going to explode, and then it did, and everyone was like, "Oh well, all right." Like I w- I took a, I was bringing a patient back for procedure and like working on getting them ready, and their driver was like, "Hey, is it okay if I watch this launch?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'm going to watch it too with you, honestly." <laughs> and then he said, "Oh, okay, it blew up," and then just put his phone phone up, and I was like, "What? What do you mean? What do you mean it just blew up?" What do they call it? The Unplanned rapid disassembly or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So word for it. My yeah, that's my question. Like, why? Why are we? It seems. Why does it seem more difficult than what it did? Exactly. Yes. Um. All right. Um, If we actually went to the moon. Oh, settle down. We'll (laughs) we'll get into that a little bit later. So again, let me preface this all by saying I am no scholar. I'm just a regular dude with a passing interest of space and history and things like that. So um, <clears throat> I think a lot of it, why it seems like we're struggling more is because more things are available to be seen. Okay. So in the 50s and in the 60s, when we were gearing up for uh, for space travel um, and launching men into space, we didn't see all of the experiments. They didn't have YouTube, and they didn't have the 24-hour news coverage. Um, we saw what we were given. Um, you know, there wasn't the, the... The the way we consume media now is vastly different than the way media was consumed then. So it still took, you know, 20 years from, you know, the start, the start of the 50s, you know, because I believe it was in 52... When uh, JFK stated, hey, we're going to go to the moon. Uh, and it was 69 before we actually did it. So that's, you know, that's that's almost 20 years there. Is that right? Yeah. Well, a little less than 20 years. Seven, 17 years. Um, but the urgency at that point was also due to the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So you had... 
you had less coverage of it as as far as like a daily. So there was experiments happening all the time, rockets blowing up all the time, things, you know. I mean, because there was actually uh, it was Apollo three, two. Oh man, Lindsay's gonna kill me. Or maybe it was one. Yeah. One of the initial Apollo actually blew up on the launch pad. It was Apollo 1. 1. Yeah, it was 1. Uh, yeah. So sad. So, you know, and all of this is also kind of spurred by Alec and I watched the first man, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. And Neil Armstrong kind of was a sad dude. Like, he, he yeah. or at least the way he was portrayed. Like, he was definitely portrayed as not a with his, happy person. He had some... Just a lot of death. Yeah. Like his his daughter died, and then he never processed that. And super brilliant though, super smart. Yes. Um. And then his, you know, his first there was like the trio, like the, his three friends. I don't mm. remember their names, but one died like in a just like a plane landing. Right. And then his other friend was on the first Apollo. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and it was interesting, you know, because it was uh, Ed White, Gus Grisman, Roger Chaffee. Yeah. Those are the three. So yeah. was it Ed that was on Apollo 1? Uh, well, those were the three that were on Apollo 1. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those three guys, yeah. But, you know, they were in the movie. Mm-hmm. We're assuming, you know, this is pretty factual. Yeah. Um, they were, like, what, in Washington, D.C.? Neil Armstrong was in Washington, D.C.? I think he was there at the time, yeah. And, yeah. you know, people were like, well, why are we paying all this, you know, these tax dollars? It's always about the tax dollars. And, right. And then, yeah. And that's and that's a lot of it, too. So, so the thing was, so we just didn't see the experiments happening. We didn't see... Every little launch that's going on. I mean, because right now with SpaceX, you know, Elon Musk is, you know, he's he's a media guy. He wants people looking at him. Right. He wants that attention. So, of course, every little thing is going to be broadcast. A lot of this NASA stuff was still pretty top secret because we were in the Cold War. Uh, because oh. we were running against uh, a Russia. Yeah, that makes sense. And we, we were Russia actually finding out. Right. And we were competing directly with them trying to get there first. Uh, not because we can say, hey, we're on the moon first, but the fear was whoever gets to the moon is going to put a base up there and going to be able to shoot rocket, you know, shoot missiles from the moon to really? us. Really? I didn't know that was the fear. That was the fear. Okay. The, they wanted the control of outer space um, because, you know, again, there was no more land, so the next great place to take control of was that. So, so that was the rush, right? So that was why there was so much focus on it, so much, you know, it, it happens so fast. So that was a lot of it. So then when the Cold War ended, late 80s, um, early 90s, <clears throat> that you know, the urgency was no longer there. Um, and we had had so many different tragedies and so many things that happened that it, it was they were able to just kind of shift gears and step back. Um, another thing, another reason that in the 90s it kind of slowed down and we, we stopped so much was um, we were putting – Satellites in orbit. Uh, we were doing a lot of that, but um, the uh, the White House was now a Democrat White House, and the leader of NASA is the Vice President. Oh, he's in charge of NASA. That's one of his roles, or her, oh, or her role. That's like a standing. So yeah. right now, Kamala Harris is in mm-hmm. charge of. Yeah. So that was so they basically have that, and then so when you have a Republican you know, viewpoint and they're in the white house for all the eighties and part of the nineties or like the first couple of years, of the nineties, well then that's going to be, and that's going to be a hot topic for them. Right. Well, when you shift gears to a Democrat, when Bill Clinton came in, 
then now the impetus is on, hey, we need it. Like our environment's kind of junk right now. Like we, right. we got some problems here and it's more on, you know, healthcare and you know, helping people here instead of looking, you know, to the future and things like that. So it's just the, the, uh, the vantage point, the vision, um, okay. the importance kind of changed yeah. there. And then, you know, that lasted through, uh, th- until, you know, through 2000. And at that point, then, you know, 2001, we have nine uh, eleven, So that changed everybody's focus from, okay, now we're, you know, basically in a war essentially for the next umpteen years. And so again, focus was changed there. And, and then when, once Obama came in, he was just like, that's it. We're done. No more shuttle program at all. And the shuttle program had ran for, you know, since from the the early 70s through the 80s and through the 90s. Um, but we had basically hit that ceiling that, look, we, we've put enough mm-hmm. in the low Earth orbit. So now we need to start looking further. But that's going to cost way too much. We got too right. much other stuff we need to deal with now. So that's why it was basically a hiatus. So during that time, then, from like... With when he was when Obama was in office, were we still sending people up to like the International Space Station? We were, but we were hitching rides with the Russians. Oh, okay, so it just <clears> wasn't and the Chinese on our and soil. the European space. Yeah. Okay. We weren't doing it on our own. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, we were. Yeah, the International Space Station once it was up there, you know, and it's important, and we were doing a lot of you know. But you got to think like that thing is old now, right? Well, they're going to deconstruct it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to decommission it and eventually, decommission it. yeah. And I think they're going to probably take it apart and bring it back down instead of just letting it fall under. Because that thing's pretty big. Right? It would cause a mess. <laughs> I don't know what the plan is there. But anyway, um, so that was that's kind of some of the history of okay. why there was kind of we pumped the brakes on it. Um, and the reason that there's a renewed interest in it is, you know, the focus is no longer on, um, you know, fighting a war on multiple fronts. Um the war on terror has kind of you know died down. We realized we're never gonna <laughs> never gonna win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's always gonna be hating us. But the um, they these uh, private companies um, and you know industry uh, they're starting to do their like like SpaceX, like uh, Virgin Galactic, um, and some of these others. Uh, Blue Origin, that's Bezos's one, right? So all these other companies are starting up their own. They're like, you know what? I've I've got this money. I I can build a rocket. Mm-hmm. I, I can put people in this space. Um, and so once once you privatize it, then that changes the ball game. Then you can have these companies building the equipment and you know create and taking the the financial risk basically. But then we can have the the military or the NASA these government folks hitch a ride with them and then we can, you know, so it kind of work in, in conjunction with each other. Right. Instead of it just being a government funded government program. Now we're, we're working with both private industry um, and, or public entities or whatever and kind of joining forces there. Um, and again, they, these, uh, so just take SpaceX, for instance, they, they have a lot of resources, but they don't have infinite resources. And they still have, you know, boards of directors and people that they have to, you know, appease and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they can't just go out there and just blow stuff up all the time. Right. They've got to make sure that they're doing it right. Um, tons and tons and tons and tons of super smart people working for them. A lot of people that were on the shuttle program are now working for, you know, SpaceX and mm-hmm. those guys that have been there for a long time. And, um, you know, a lot of young people um, 
it's kind of opened up the field for, you know, and the whole, the whole focus and the impetus put on STEM right. research, you know, for, especially trying to get, uh, you know, young girls involved. And, and if you look at mission control now, you know, it's, it's, it's no longer just a bunch of dudes in white t-shirts and black ties, you know, it's, yeah. it's a good mix of, well, of everybody. Well, I think there's a, there's like an Artemis launch coming up that has like the first African-American and female, I think that are like a part of the crew. Um, well, I mean, we've sent, Me. yeah, we've sent them up, but I think it's, I don't remember who's on the next crew. But anyway, there's just kind of a renewed, and then also the renewed, like, the whole question is, well, why do we need to go back to the moon? We've figured out everything that's already up there. Well, now the goal is we're going to use the moon as not. So we used to look from the earth to the moon. And once we got to the moon, we would just look back to the earth, right? Mm-hmm. So we would figure it out. So that was that was the viewpoint. Well, now we're looking from the earth to the moon. And then once we get to the moon, we're looking further. Right. Instead of turning around looking back at earth. And see what we can see. We can we're, we've done that. Now we're going to look further and use the moon as a launching point, because the hardest part is just getting off the surface of the Earth. Right. Once you've left gravity of the Earth, if you've got enough juice, you can you can keep on going. But it's figuring out, you know, that juice and how to get from. But it's easier to leave the gravity of the moon than it is the Earth. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so, if, okay. you, so if you can leave the Earth, get there as a stopping point, refuel, resupply, then it's a good launching point to go on to. Mars, which is the goal. And that's kind of like with these Artemis launches, like that kind of is <clears throat> right. the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see. It's not necessarily here. to set up a city on the moon, like no, you see in futuristic is... you know, movies and yeah. things like that, or a military base on the moon, but it's just a, a stopping point to get yeah. you to the next level. Um, so, you know, kind of some fun things with, with SpaceX. Their first rocket, they named the Falcon, mm-hmm. which is a nod to the Millennium Falcon, which is pretty cool. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, I'm trying to like find, so, hello ball. Yeah, now they've got the, the Falcon Heavy, which is, you know, and these rockets, like the Saturn V rocket, which is what took us to the moon, huge, ginormous engines, um, tons of fuel, tons of power, but these Falcon rockets and the Falcon Heavy is exponentially bigger yeah um and more powerful and so that's so they can take a bigger payload um and that's another thing is these rockets they couldn't take you know they can get there but if you put start putting stuff in there um you know equipment you know construction equipment uh materials to build right they're not going to do it they they just can't lift off so now you've got to develop these huge giant engines yeah to get all that material up there because that was like a thing that i you know noticed watching the first man you know like when when neil armstrong and i don't remember the name of the other astronaut but it was in wasn't like one of the the gemini missions where they they tried to dock to the um what was that they like they launched i think it was like the argenia and then they launched the gemini and they were like trying to dock it in trying space. to dock yeah but like this, the space that they had in there was like tiny. Mm-hmm. It's like there. I mean, there's no, there's no bathroom. Like they're just, it's just yeah. the chair, and then they're bored of, they're yeah. bored of controls. But so just, just another little bit of history here. The Mercury Project program was the first one, and that was getting man from here to the space, and orbiting, and being able to survive out there for a couple orbits. Gemini program, which was next, was getting Gemini 
two, you know, which is the twins, you know, two, two people up. And that's when they were trying to figure out, okay, how do we get outside? How do we dock? How do we maneuver? All those things in the Gemini program were setting us up for the Apollo program. Mm -hmm. So that the Apollo program could work, we had to go through everything in the Gemini program. So that's where there was a lot of experimenting, a lot of figuring stuff out on that. Yeah, could you imagine, like, I was thinking about it, like just sitting in that rocket and like hearing like the metal creaking Mm -hmm. and, you know, being like, okay, now we're going to need you to go outside. Yeah. Like, excuse me. (laughs) We we think we know what's going to happen here, but but uh, you're going to be the guinea pig. We just need you to go ahead and do it. No gravity. So (laughs) if you, you know, one misstep and you just float off and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the Artemis two, so we've already had the first Artemis launch. Mm -hmm. Um, The Artemis two is scheduled for November of 2024. And that will be a crewed mission. And they're going to do a lunar flyby, okay. and which yeah. will be the first moon travel since Apollo 17 yeah. in 1972. So that's pretty cool. Um, Apollo, or not Apollo, but Artemis 3 is scheduled not until like 2026 at least. Yeah. And that will be to land on the moon's, um, the South Polar region. And they're wanting two astronauts to stay on the moon for a week. So that will, I think there's going to be four astronauts total so two will stay on the shuttle and then two will actually be on the moon for a week yeah could you imagine like oh moon camping trip exactly yeah that's that's <laughs> like, so cool like so yeah, you sleep because we've already sent uh a capsule around the moon mm-hmm. but it was unmanned right so now they know they can do that so now they got to put let's put people send them around and once we know we can do that then we're going to put people on the moon and i guess how are they going to I mean, how are they going to test people like sleeping on the moon? Well, I mean, it's it's going to be essentially the same as they do in the space station with just a little bit more gravity. I mean, because the moon has gravity. It does gravity. have gravity, yeah. It just doesn't have as much as what we have here on Earth because um, the moon's much smaller. But, you know, so it's, it's going to be the same. Those, those type of things are all going to be the same. I feel like it, I'm th- it, like to me it's like if you jump too high – you're going to get out of the moon's orbit and then you're just going to float off and which sounds so scary to me. <laughs> nightmares, actual nightmares. Um so yeah, that will be really cool. And I think they so before you know, before they do the Artemis 3, they're going to do they're going to like deliver equipment to the mm-hmm. moon. Yeah, land land stuff on the moon. Yeah, right. and like they'll do a, an unpressurized rover. So that's pretty yeah. cool. I wonder... So that when they get there, they can just go set up... They don't have to take everything with them this time. Yeah. yeah. They can just... Well, and I wonder, like, how they're... Do there, you think there's going to be people on that launch, too? No, I think it'll be unmanned. I, th- I think they've... I think they've got it to where... You know, because they landed a rover on Mars. You know, they did that remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, contrary to what some of the people I work with believe, but... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because when they first landed that first rover, we were watching it on TV at work. Uh-huh. And uh, we're like, yay, hey, we landed it. And, and they're like, man, this is bigger than landing on the moon. And this lady I worked with was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. And I looked at Someone's her. Someone's a skeptic. I said, do you, do you not believe we landed on the moon? She's like, that's what they want you to believe. It shook me so much. I couldn't work the rest of the day. I was just sitting at my desk just staring at my computer like. And she was a really, really good partner. Like, I, I enjoyed Like, she was intelligent. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and when she walked away to go grab a smoke or whatever, I looked over the wall at this guy working with him. I was like, did you just hear that? 
she said she doesn't believe in the moon landing. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. Why <laughs> do you think people think that we did not go to the moon? I, there's so many things. Um, it's just, it's just the skeptic and people, you know, people not trusting the government, you know, there's just a lot of that, but there's, they can say, well, if you look at the, if you look at the lighting, you know, it looks like it's a studio and I, there's so many ways you can look at that lighting and realize there's no way we can recreate that type of lighting in a studio. Um, well, the way the flag was waving, well, it wasn't really waving. It was just, I don't know, it's, it happened, folks, right. whether, whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just humorous to me. But, you know, there's people that it's like, it just, it didn't happen. And another thing is, people can't keep secrets. Right. There's, there's leaks every, always, there's, so... It would have come out by now. Well, and I was talking to someone at work. 54 years ago is when we did that. Right. I was talking to someone um, at work about it, and they were like, do you think that, like, Russia would have, like, let us get away with lying? Right. Like, he was like, Russia would have told, you know, like, leaked it somehow. Or I don't, I mean, I don't know what our communication with Russia looks like or anything like that. But um, but sometimes it's kind of fun to play devil's advocate. It it is. And kind of see what people think. So, yeah. But you think she was serious about it? Oh, yeah. She was 100%. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's... But, again, yeah, we, we won't get into her political viewpoints. Okay, perfect. They're, yeah. They're just different than ours. That's just how she sees That's it. That's just how she sees it, as, you know, <laughs> the last episode, yes. All right. So then Artemis <clears throat> 4, um, that is planned to go in September 2028. But that is... They're hoping to get to the Lunar Gateway. Have you heard of the Lunar Gateway? Or they're wanting to establish the Lunar Gateway. Yeah, that's like the stopping off point. Yes. Like that's where it's the so, pit, pit stop before we go. That's like, so the International Space Station is in low Earth orbit, mm-hmm. and the Lunar Gateway will orbit the moon. Mm-hmm. Or will it be on the surface of the moon? From what I saw here, <clears throat> it looks like it's going to orbit the moon. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is, I mean, so it's got to be a small... Since the moon is so small and its mm-hmm. orbit, I'm assuming, is smaller, that's going to have to be a small yeah, station, Yeah, but it's right? still, that can be still, uh, you know, the size of like, a football field, you know, a football true. stadium or whatever. Like still, enough to fuel and, yeah, yeah. and whatever. It can still be huge. So, yeah, and then um, Artemis Five looks like it's, it's scheduled to go September of 2029, and um, it will deliver new elements to the Lunar Gateway. So, and they have Ar- they have Artemis um, like six and seven. They're scheduled all up until twenty thirty five. Awesome. So, and you know, with the goal of eventually yeah. expanding and going on to Mars. Why are we so obsessed with Mars? So it, it's the next closest hospitable. Venus is absolutely one hundred percent not hospitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way too hot. And then on the other side, when the sun's not facing, it's way too cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the atmosphere is junk. Uh, there's no way we could. Just getting to the surface, we would, you know, it would, it would not work. Yeah. Like with it, with, with our mod, modern or like current technology and construction materials, we just can't do it. Yeah. Mars isn't that way. Mars basically doesn't have much of an atmosphere at all because there's no water on it. Now we know of. Haven't they found ice caps? They think they might have found yeah. small ice veins or whatever, but. Uh, Anyway, and, and it's close, so it's the most hospitable. Mm. And you know, so the the end goal is, hey, let's you know, I mean, that's that's the human spirit, right? Is exploring and 
you know, manifest destiny, right? We got to go there. It's the same reason why Columbus and his crew, you know, sailed around because we got to go find the next land. So, yeah. Um, so we can either go in the water or we can go in space. And water's proved to be way more difficult yeah. than anybody anticipated. And so it's just, you know, more fun and easier to go to space. Isn't that is, crazy? It's easier weird, to leave right? our planet than like to further explore yeah. our own planet. Yeah. yeah. It's all about, I think it's all about the pressure, right? Because you go out in space and you don't have, it's a vacuum. So you have lack of pressure, but you go down water and it's too much pressure. Have but. you seen, there's a meme that I sometimes see if it's like a little fish and it's like, this fish has accustomed, has become accumulated to the crushing pressure. <laughs> and people are like, man, I wish I could figure that out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God created those creatures to live there. So. I know. Yep. So... Yeah. And and honestly, I don't know if we're ever meant to go to Mars. I think, you know, to be, hey, yeah, that's a that's a cool goal. I think it would be awesome if we could. I don't know if we ever will be, mm-hmm. um, and because we see so many movies and read books and things like that, that's that's part of our cultures. Just to think, oh well, eventually someday we'll be on different planets, but right? But we, we never know for sure. We don't know until yeah. we do it. Um, uh, and it, and also that's a very it's a very human thing too. Is let's not fix what we have. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> You know, hmm. let's, you know, hey, I don't, I don't, I could either fix up my house or I just go buy a new one. You That's know? true. Yeah, so it's, I don't know if it's a human or just American thing or whatever, but yeah, but it's kind of that, that mentality. Like we could spend some time to fix here, but uh, now let's just go over there. There's nobody there. Right. Know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So another, you know, kind of thought that I had. So I had kind of been talking about this at work and I work with some really interesting people. I've, you know, already kind of talked about that a little bit, but there is this, um, CRNA, so this nurse anesthetist that I work with, who I feel like is just kind of like a doomsday-ish prepper mm-hmm. and like a conspiracist. And he he was telling me about Buzz Aldrin seeing aliens on the moon. And I mean, he swore up and down. He was like, no, Shannon, I've seen the interview where he talks about it. And he talks about like seeing these like noodle-like figures on the other side of the sea of tranquility. Have you heard of this? No. It's a thing. Have you heard of this, Mandy? No, she's shaking her head no. Yeah, apparently, recently, Buzz Aldrin, who honestly kind of seemed like a wild card, especially in The First Man, how he's depicted. Like, just kind of a weird out there, like, not doesn't really pick up on, like, social cues. I love Buzz Aldrin. You like him? I love him. (laughs) He, uh, so this was, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe. He was given a press conference outside of a building or whatever, and they were talking about asking him questions about the, the moon landing. And some guy came up and was like, "You're a liar! Well, you didn't land on the moon!" And like got up like real close to him, close enough. Buzz just punched him. <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> he just dropped him right there, and he was and he was not a spring chicken. Like he's, you know, he's in his nineties, I believe. <sighs> but he just dropped this dude. Like he came up, he's like, "You're a liar, Buzz!" And he just turned around, just like first instinct was just. <laughs> Cocked him right in the face, man. He's like, I'm tired. This is the final straw. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but no, I just, I don't think, I don't know if that, is that, that's, oh, hang on. I feel like I, because I, well, first of all, because aliens freak me out. Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm not saying they're not real, but I'm not saying they're real either, you know? But the thought of them terrifies me. Like, there have been so many times where I'm like walking, I would be like, especially when I lived in a, an apartment in college and I'd be walking at night from like my car to the, my dorm room. I'm like, I'm about to be beamed up. Like I just, oh. 
like I feel like I'm going to be abducted by aliens. Like I'm terrified of them. Not scared of some dude coming out of the bushes and taking you, but you're scared of aliens. I would say I'm more afraid of the aliens okay. than some some dude you know jumping out of a bush and getting me. That thought crosses my mind more. Um, and so when he told me that, I went home and researched it, and I feel like I, I saw stuff where you know different people were like debating it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm scanning through this uh, article real quick by USA Today. And it says that that was actually a fabrication that he actually never said. Oh, that the, the what is it that the British tabloid, the Daily Star? Oh, okay. Was the one that said he passed a lie detector confirming that he encountered an alien. Well, lie de- you can't um, lie detectors aren't right. Yeah, uh, but then in 2018, uh, the Independent, which is another British paper, uh, debunked the findings, um, and so. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. He he never said that. Well, I'm glad that I brought it up then. Yeah. So, now we so there know. we go. Um, yeah. Certain he's not. It was not an alien. Some kind of yeah. Something over there. But anyway, yeah. Look it up. It's that's that was the fact check real quick. No, Buzz Aldrin's pretty awesome. He's I mean he's he's seen it, man. He's done it, and he's he's still kicking. He's a hardcore. Is dude. he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I don't. And as far as like. Aliens go. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think they're real? Do you think they could be real? So I think, all right, if, big if, if they are real, mm-hmm. they will find us before we find them. Which is so scary. That's that's 100%. They will find us if we before we find them. But to use a phrase from my favorite show, Justified, it's all about the unknown unknown. It's what you don't know. But you don't know. So we think of life as, you know, the basics of life is what being able to reproduce, consume uh, something that transfers to energy, right? So that's, and and move on your own, Mm -hmm. right? So that's how we see life. What if there's something out there that's like, like that's a human perspective of life? What if there's something else out there that we can't, that's alive, but we can't detect that it's alive? Because what we're looking for is not what they are. Like, we don't know what to look for. You know, does it make sense? Ooh, it gives me goosebumps right? to and, think about. But the thing is, like, they have no <laughs> malicious intent. They're just out there. We just don't know they're there. They just learn to experience. They live yeah. on, like, a different plane or whatever. So, anyway, that's Maybe. that's a possibility. But I honestly, well, you know, because as, as much as it pains me and as much as I, I don't want to say it, I don't think they're real. You don't, you don't believe they exist? No. Well, then what is your opinion on, you didn't know this episode was going to have so many like follow-up questions. All right. Um, so, you know, the Shouldn't government- ask the follow-up question. <laughs> like they, the government, you know, kind of confessed and was like, yeah, UFOs are real. Like in 2020. Sure. I think it was 2020. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, just like last year. And, and there's like whistleblowers yeah. who are like saying like, oh yeah, there's stuff, you right. know, there's stuff out there. Unidentified flying objects exist. They may not be spacecraft, alien mm. spacecraft, but they're unidentified flying objects, which could be experimental, spa- mm-hmm. you know, something that we've got going on. Because I think there's some things that are still top secret that the government doesn't want to talk about. Right. And I'm cool with that because they're developing, you know, new technologies, new, Oops. you know, defense technologies, um, new types of aircraft. And, you know, just because we see something in the air that we don't know what it is doesn't necessarily mean it's from a different planet. That's, I mean, that's true. You know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the government can tell us exactly what that was. I'm okay 
with the government hiding a few things like that because there's some things that I don't want to know about. You know? Yeah, kind of um, that ignorance is bliss kind of thing. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I, just rather, so, I would rather not know. And that. also, it's the whole, like, it's the Gen X in me, too. Like, that doesn't concern me, so I don't care about it. I wish I had that mentality. <laughs> I could use a little bit of that. <laughs> right? So, like, if there's aliens out there, sure, but it has nothing to do with me. So, I don't, I don't have an opinion. Until it's like Independence it. Day. And yeah, they're. Yeah, but again, hey. I, if they, it's my time, it's my time. If they exactly right, <laughs> <laughs> if if they're going to be here and they're going to want to take over, then I know where I'm going. <laughs> I I'm mean, set. I guess at the end of the day, yeah, as long as you have that piece there, yeah. I'm I don't set. know. So it would be cool, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it because I love Star Trek, I love Star Wars, and that's all about and space exploration. Too. And I think it would be great that if in 200 years we're out there skipping across the universe and right. we actually find, you know, friendly civilized, uh, you know, aliens and things like that. I think that would be great. But, you know, yeah. we're so keen on and geared toward what we see on TV and what we see in movies that we think, oh, they're going to look just like humans, except they're just going to have, you know, a wrinkle on their forehead or they may have three eyes or, you know, just something a little bit like that. Or a cone so, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something, they're going to look just like us, but just a little bit different. Well, we have no idea what they're going to look like if, if, if they they're there. there. Yeah. Because we are, uh, you know, our bodies and everything is what is available to survive on this planet. If the planet is different, so if there's a lot to think about. There's a lot mm-hmm. to, you know, to postulate about that. But, uh, you know, and I, you know, it's one of those things you could talk about for days and days, but. And never really come to a conclusion. Yeah. Like, but if, but if it had to come down. You know, you have to say one way or the other. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think it, they're there, but I could be wrong. That's just how I see it. That's just how I see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, goes back to the <laughs> Again, no scholar, no backing on it. That's just, right. This is where it is. Well, if you're out there listening, give us your opinion. What do you think? What do you think? Um, uh, yeah. Do you think aliens exist? And would you want them to? Because again, oh, I that's gonna a find hard us no before for we me. Find them. <laughs> no thanks. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Do you were you around when the moon landing happened, and what are your memories of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you feel? Do you think we should be exploring space and trying to go someplace else, or do you think we should fix our own planet first, or is there a way we could do both? If, That's it. Why not both? Por que no las dos? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for hanging out with us. Um, again, I hope you had fun with this. Uh, hit Again, yeah, like Shannon said, hit us up on your socials. Let us know what you think. Um, it's a good, fun topic to discuss. And, you know, if you've got some more and if you want to come on and if you have other hard p- opinions about it and you have b- deeper feelings, hey, there's always room at the table. <laughs> always like room it. here. Come and have a seat and let's talk about it. So. All right, you guys have a great day, and we will talk to you again. Adios. Tableside at 16th Street is produced by H&F Productions. For all your audio, visual, and lighting needs, visit hndfproduction.com.